8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Sorry, what? That uh, discussion with Soli Mapaila from the SACP was fascinating and it was very clear on, on a lot of issues of pronouncement, uh, but suggesting that you'll see another Ramaphosa coming after May the 8th. Let's see what happens. As far as uh, I understand, the SACP's input uh, into the Zona Commission will come. We'll see when that happens. They have their own thoughts and we'll see what comes out of that. We'll have a podcast of That Big Hitter tomorrow morning around 9 a.m. Look out for it. SAFM.co.za. SAFM.co.za. But as soon as I get it, I'll also post it on my Twitter timeline and on my Facebook pages. Uh, I've got two pages. You can check them out in both of them. Right. Let's move on to other things uh, that are critically important. One of the things that came out to the State of the Nation address is the president speaking about um, the fourth industrial revolution and uh, artificial intelligence and and all those things around you know the internet of things uh, and yes we've heard that before and i see many people are even talking about the fact that it's not a date uh, like you know y2k remember that but it's it's a process and we are effectively at that process right now the very important part is the issue of his pronouncements regarding education and and how education should change and also some subject changes that have been proposed and will be rolled in. Uh, let's let's try and make sense of all of this with somebody who certainly knows much about 4IR and the, the fourth industrial revolution and all that sort of thing. And that's Professor Chilizi Marawala, who's the Vice Chancellor, Principal of uh, the University of Johannesburg. Prof. Marawala, good chatting to you and thanks for your time as always. Uh, good evening, Thank, th- Thanks for giving off your time, right? Let, let's, first of all, what do you make as, as an educationist, as, as a leader of a leading institution in our country, uh, but someone who's completely switched on uh, in terms of the, the massive technological changes in the world? So you're, you're closer to the action than most other people. What do you make in terms of some of the pronouncements by the president at the State of the Nation Address around education? I do agree with the announcements quite positive. I think it is important that we need to infuse technology into our education system. Now, just to uh, maybe to analyze the basic education, you know very well that if you go to many parts of our country, uh, we don't have adequate teachers, uh, particularly for crucial subjects such as science and mathematics. You would go to a, a village school and. Uh, and, and the teacher who is teaching mathematics simply does not know the material. In fact, there was a, a study that was done where um, the trick teachers were given the trick exam. Okay. All right. I'll tell you what, I'm going to interject you because we just we find the line is becoming uh, sort of increasingly not so good. So let's try and just correct that. Let me just remind you as a listener, you can contribute. I want to get your thoughts. Oh eight nine. One one zero four two seven zero eight nine one one zero four two seven. Chatting to Professor Chilizi Marawala, the Vice Chancellor and Principal of UJ University of Johannesburg, around specific pronouncements by the President at the State of the Nation address around education and the digitization of public school education. Uh, those textbooks, tablets, and a whole lot more, and uh, maybe different subjects around it. What does all of that mean? Uh, if you have a view, male, female, first time caller, regular, wherever you may be in the country. I want you to share your viewpoint. It only really matters when you share it, isn't it? So share your viewpoint on air. Here's your chance. I'll get to you in a moment. 
Hey, sweetie. What's wrong, love? Our relationship has not been the best recently, Tamba. And it needs some spicing up. I'm aware, my love. That's why I have booked an appointment at Men's Clinic International. <laughs> oh, thank you, my babe. Women love a man who puts their needs first. Thank you, baby. Men's Clinic International, for help with your relationship difficulties. SMS help to 32110 or send a please call me to 072-315-2574. G's and C's apply. SMSs cost one red. Wanting to do business in the African energy sector and meet the who's who in energy? Register now to attend the Africa Energy and Daba Conference and Exhibition. Join African energy ministers, top energy experts, find out about the latest energy project deals and meet companies exhibiting. Don't miss out from 19 to 20 February at the Santin Convention Center. Register now at AfricaEnergyIndaba.com. 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda. Okay, we'll take your calls. Hopefully the line's much better now with Professor Chilezi Marwala, certainly someone that we absolutely have to want to hear because he has important views on those issues. Professor Marwala, do I have you there? Uh, no, we're going to get to him in a second. Uh, we do have your calls and your opinions. And you tell me, what do you make uh, of some of the things like the the digitization of public school education over the next six years, digital textbooks you may have heard, digital tablets, every one of the schools will have tablets. What do you make of all those things? Is it like, wow, fantastic thumbs up? Or, in fact, as some have suggested, it doesn't really solve the major problem of the the manner of learning. It just talks about devices. Z's in Cape Town. You're on the air now. Let's get your viewpoint. Hello, Z. Z, hello. Hi, can you hear me? I, I can. Go ahead, yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, and just to say to your previous uh, contributor from the SACP, it was just fascinating and wonderful. Uh, being educated by him, so thanks for that. I, I must agree with you absolutely. We'll have a podcast up tomorrow morning. And, 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 and really, you know, his, his, his sincerity and authenticity really resonated with me. And so many people come on the show and they say all the right things and leave you with great sound bites. But, you know, I just, I just had a very different feeling. Anyway, but uh, onto the subject of, of, of education uh, and technology, uh, technology, Ashraf. So um, I think the president clearly struck a very optimistic, constructive, and, and obviously appropriate tone. Who's going to disagree with what the president had to say mm-hmm. as far as trying to take South African education into the 21st century age is concerned? However, that's where I think for me personally the good news ends. It was hugely devoid of pragmatism and realism. And let me just cite a couple of simple basic facts and examples. For starters, we can't build enough schools to educate the learners in our pipeline fact we -hmm. cannot supply textbooks in hard form on time consistently year after year fact we are struggling to meet the budgetary requirements of the department of education let alone so many other government departments fact we do not have the capability and leadership in technology in the Department of Education, and there I said, in other departments, including telecommunications, that will enable this technological breakthrough and revolution from the top all the way through and right the way down into society. Fact. And finally, and, and with the greatest of respect, when we end up producing this technological marvel, what is it going to lead to and what are we going to send our educated technology uh, technology savvy learners into the world for right now 
if you look at the number of learners that are passing primary school, as they used to call it, the secondary and high school, and going into the job market and universities, I mean, we are probably sitting at about one-tenth coming out of the pipeline into something meaningful and constructive. So even if, with all those negatives, we manage to produce these technology-savvy individuals, what are we going to offer them after that? So in a nutshell, great soundbite, excellent politics in an election year, hugely devoid of realism. Okay, so interesting you say that. So, so what would you have liked him to have said besides the great soundbites? I would have, uh, I think it's actually very simple, it, and it's uh, something which frankly I think applies to the entire Sona speech. I would have, firstly, I would have wanted uh, the president with respect, rather than come with this laundry list of everything from A to Z, I mean, you've got to actually ask yourself, did the president actually not touch on something in Sona? Okay, some say he didn't touch on people with disabilities. Yeah, probably, but indirectly you could argue it. So one, I would have liked him to confine the number of topics that he covered, instead of trying to cover a million, cover five and cover the five key things. Okay, fair enough, but but if I can interject you, just to stay on the education theme, because that's the part you brought up, what what Uh, is missing in terms of of his pronouncements on education? Yeah, Fair fair, fair, fair challenge. What I would have, so so let me start with the positives. What I think he did hit the nail on the head for was in migrating the movement of pre-primary education from um, social welfare to, uh, you know, basic education. I think absolutely spot on, and it's time that we recognize that we need to keep pace with the rest of the world. So that's a positive. Let me be clear on that. I would have liked to hear him say things like, before we talk about uh, technology, I would have liked to hear him say things like, one, these are the number of additional schools we are going to build this year, and not, like he said last year, we are going to create 330,000 youth empowerment jobs, and guess what? By 2019, beginning same time at Sona speech, we've only done 2,200, but hey, nobody's keeping count, right? So I would have liked him to say, these are the number of schools we're going to build, and in a year's time, I'll come back here, and you will measure me if I'm still president after the election. That's one. Two, teachers, those that have taken the package, those that are incoming, here's how many more boots on the ground we are going to, um, you know, we are going to install. Second. Third, basic infrastructure. Let's not jump ahead to technology. Basic infrastructure, this is where I'm going to ensure there is A, sanitation in all our schools and sanitation that works. B, I'm going to ensure that every single school, for example, I'm just using an actually random example, every school has at least a computer lab, let alone this grandiose promise of tablets to everyone, which frankly, we can't bloody afford. And even if we did, they'll get lost or stolen and God knows what, or broken, and fall into, you know, disuse, like mm. so much of our technology. So I can go on and on, but I've just cited three examples, Ashraf, and all I'm trying to suggest, and I'm going to say it again, is in everything I've just said in the three points, hopefully you'll hear these are simple, pragmatic, mm. but above all, hopefully for me, in my own personal opinion, relevant to the circumstances of the day, rather than trying to solve 21st century problems when, frankly, we haven't even crawled out of the okay. 19th century. That's something I've heard, 21st century problems using systems of 21st century, but we need to get out of the 20th century in the first place. Thank you for that call, Z. Certainly very, very thought-provoking. That's what I enjoy. Some parts we'd agree, others we don't, but you're certainly going to get us thinking, and you've done just that, and I appreciate uh, you adding value to the show in doing just that. Uh, Professor Marwala is back. We'll get to Mr. Malambo in a moment. Uh, Professor Chiuliji Marwala is with us once again. Okay, so the line wasn't great earlier on, uh, 
perhaps you can pick up on, on that last part from that call about trying to take us into the 21st century where we're battling with 20th century problems. Uh, you as someone who's in that space, how do you merge those divides? Well, I think uh, uh, those divides are not disconnected. Uh, I come from the rural area uh, in, in Limpopo, and when I go there, I find teachers who do not actually understand the material they teach. And now, if you have all these teachers who cannot be able to teach the material that they're supposed to teach, especially in science and mathematics, is there no new ways in which we can be able to augment that knowledge gap? And of course, we know that uh, uh, much of what we teach in our schools, now you can be able to find it in the Internet. You know? So technology becomes very, very key as part of augmenting and improving the way we teach, what we teach, and also to make sure that uh, we increase success of our students. Mm. What, what about, and, and that point that, you know, there's a drive towards digital uh, textbooks, digital tablets for every school, but, you know, one thing is, is learners having them, the other is getting them to understand the initial processes of how to use them. Do, do you find there's a mismatch there? Absolutely not. I mean, I can just give you an example. Uh, uh, if, you co- if you go to a, a normal rural school, there's no access to the library. And having to build a physical library where you have to put books is going to be very, very expensive. If we are to start thinking about technological ways in which you can go to distribute library books, electronic library books, of course that is going to be much more effective than going around building libraries around uh, uh, our townships and, and, and rural schools. So I guess what I'm saying is that uh, Yes, we have many problems that we are supposed to have solved many a long time ago, the 19th century type of problems. But we are saying that, you know, there, there, there are much better ways in which you can be able to solve those problems, given the levels of technological development that has happened now. And therefore, any education system that is not using technology is being left behind. Anything that doesn't use technology is being left behind. Let me, let me let's stay with that for the moment. Let's get other callers on the line. I think I've got to, Okay, if we lost you, do call back. I'll take your call right away. 0891104207. So we're picking up from the pronouncements by the president at the State of the Nation address around uh, education and, and this onset of the fourth industrial revolution and how what we need to be doing to embrace all of that. What needs to be done? What do you make of what he said? What's missing there? What would you like to add on to that? Mr. Malambo, you're on the line. Go ahead. Hello. Yeah, okay, right. Uh, I just want to talk, I mean, about uh, what Mr. Our President has said there. And now, as a South African, in short, we do have a problem. The reason why we, I'm saying we do have a problem, because now, uh, if you can check each and every field has got their own specialities. If we can find Sarah Mashangu is a very good in art, but we cannot take her and say, okay, right, come and lead us, because they will manipulate him. If we can check our president, he's, I mean, he, he knows very well the Dutch law and the Roman law as well as theology. He's measuring subjects at school, I mean, but now, you know, sometimes when we got, I mean, technical issues, we have to find some people who come with science, mathematics, statistics, 
and see even when we need the town planners, we have to come with those surveyors, geologists, and geographical. Because now the wrong thing is we put a wrong person to do the wrong thing. If we have got a minister of health, that person must come from the health department. We cannot take somebody who is like Pele or like Lucas Adebe and say, okay, right, Lucas Adebe, come and be the minister of, uh, of health. So the main problem is let's check what is the measuring, what do they measure, what, they, what is their specialty? Are they not going to be fooled around? Are they not going to accept everything? Because we have to put the minister, even the president, anybody who we see, okay, right, we are in the 21st century, we need somebody okay. who has got, who majored in science and mathematics. Well, I would think but that maybe not somebody who majored in, in, I mean, in a Roman, I mean, in the Dutch Roman and theology. Okay, so got that, that is the problem. Thank you. Thank you for that, Mr. Malamba. We do have uh, our guest, Professor Chilidzi Marawala, the Vice Chancellor at UJ, to comment on that. Pick up, pick up on that and on the issue of specialization and ability of the teachers themselves. Very important. No, absolutely. I think the idea of efficiently allocating uh, people according to their expertise is, is actually quite important, you know. It's something that we need to do more of that, you know. Whether it is at the political level, whether it is... Uh, at the school level, we should get people to be principals, uh, people who actually have the managerial experience to be able to manage a school. You know, I think that is quite uh, uh, important. You know, but certainly uh, uh, when it comes to uh, deploying a teacher in a classroom, what is important when you deploy a teacher in a classroom is that they actually understand the material they teach. And there was a study that was done where matric teachers were given mathematics exams, and quite a number of them could not pass the exam. How to teach something that you yourself cannot be able to teach? That is where we have to say to ourselves, uh, do we have teachers that we can be able to put in those schools without uh, teachers who are competent enough? And you realize that the answer is not uh, always affirmative, and that is when we have to find new ways of teaching. The idea of bringing technology into the classroom to augment teaching is actually a necessary thing to be done, even in good schools where uh, uh, teachers are good, you know, uh, because uh, because you can be able to get from the best in the world. You can be able to bring the best in, in the world into your classroom. And then in this regard, teachers now become tutors they try to explain the material that the, the, the students couldn't necessarily understand because obviously when we are using technology, there's no interaction or interaction between uh, a learner and, and the teacher is, is actually remote and, and therefore not necessarily uh, hands-on. So you can be able to get uh, the teachers to, to assist. You know. So the idea of augmenting teaching is very, very important. All right. And, and, and in so in, and in doing just that, you know, the do you find that, let's take if we compare the present South Africa education-wise versus the future, how, how much of a difference is that in terms of, do we, are we needing to play catch-up or in fact, are, are we very much on track in terms of where we, where we need to be going when compared to other countries and their progress around 4IR? Collectively, we have to catch up. Of course, there are pockets of excellence where you would go to schools and 
uh, and the school just looked like uh, a school that you'll find in, in Tokyo or in, in, in Berlin, then you'll go to other schools, uh, and, and a great deal of our schools, that uh, quite simply uh, uh, need quite a lot of improvement, you know. Uh, so uh, basic things need to be done, uh, uh, good sanitation, uh, buildings that are structurally uh, uh, sound so that learners uh, uh, can be able to learn in safety. So, so it's a combination of catching up and also basically what we need to do. We need to to use the, the already advancements that are that have already occurred in South Africa uh, to pull forward those underdevelopment pockets in our uh, in our society. Well, then, if I could hear correctly, uh, one of the points at, at, at SONA 2019, uh, Professor Chalizi Marawala, was the, was the issue of, of new subjects, sort of tech-orientated subjects. Did I get that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so what is happening now, uh, you are having young people introduced to concepts such as code, you know, uh, and for me, uh, uh, coding is not necessarily uh, going to write a Python uh, uh, program. You know, I think the idea of of writing the structure of a code is much more important than than actually coding. You know, so uh, I, and so when I when, when I hear uh, the president saying that we need to to start introducing those subjects like coding and so on and so forth into our schooling. Uh, uh, I hear that we need to uh, to introduce concepts that are important for coding. Uh, how do we embed uh, structured logical thinking into our education system, so that when our our our, our kids uh, have to learn how to code, they are actually ready uh, to be able to code. You know, so so that is uh, that is quite important. You know. So I wouldn't, uh, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't think that uh, the outcome for our schooling system is necessarily uh, the most competent uh, coder in in Python. Uh, I think uh, the outcome should be the person who is most ready to be able to deploy uh, a Python language much more flexibly and creatively, creatively to be able to produce. New products into the future. Okay, let me do this. Let me let me bring in as well, Professor uh, Lerotori Liu, who's the who's an astrophysicist. Of course, we've chatted before, and while we've got Professor Marwal on the line, perhaps uh, Professor Liu, perhaps you can help us. What what are your what's your thoughts about the the introduction of technology in our schools versus what we had in the past? With was the introduction of of concepts that can be applied in technology later on in the career. Yeah. Um so I could not agree with uh, Professor Marola more. I mean, uh, what he said is uh, really, really essential, that um, the concepts are really the pillars. And, um, you know, uh, the con- uh, concept in computing and how a computer works in what a computer language does, you know, um, the concept um, in what science is and how science gets applied to do technology. Um, so I cannot agree um, with Prof. Moore that those are really, really the solid things that need to be at hand first, like logic. How, you know, uh, you know, 
what it really means, you know, of that one plus one equals two and, and, and so forth. Um, because then one can take those things and um, apply them in, um, in problem solving and, and, and in, in entrepreneurship and, 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 and development. Um, so we really need these pillars first. Right, if we are building this house, and then we can add all these nice things uh, that will make the house pretty. Well, there you are. It's, it's certainly very, very interesting in terms of what may come through. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna let you go shortly, Professor Marwala. Is there is there anything else you wish to just raise uh, that that you think we need to understand around uh, digitization of public school education and the impact it's going to have? Well, I think uh, uh, there, are, uh, there are hygiene issues uh, to make sure that uh, once you bring technology into the schooling system, it must be secure. In other words, uh, 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 you know, we shouldn't plan that uh, the tablets that have been delivered to a particular school, all of them have actually disappeared. Uh, we need to, to think about how technology is going to be secured so that uh, 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 the infrastructure is there to be used, not to disappear into hands that are not supposed to have it. And the second thing that we uh, I need to leave with people is that let us not be afraid of technology. There is nothing wrong with modernizing our teaching methods. You know, there is nothing wrong with modernizing our teaching methods. And uh, we do not have to go back to 19th century ways of teaching uh, which obviously are not in line with, uh, with the fourth industrial revolution. I think uh, uh, the, the, the learners must uh, must learn to think critically. Uh, whereas the 19th century, which was uh, education, which was basically for the for the previous industrial era, you were educating people so that they can go to a to a, a, a firm and uh, to the production line, line in a firm and be able to repeat a task. Uh, I don't think it's, 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 uh, it's valid now. Uh, information is no longer uh, a currency that you can be able to go and sell because it is available to everybody. The ability to, to, to use vast amount of information to draw conclusions is much more valuable than remembering facts. Okay, we're going to leave it at that from your point of view. I appreciate you giving off your time. Uh, as always, thanks so much. And feel free to tweet some of the thoughts even now and later on Professor Chilidzi Marwala with his opinion. He's the Vice Chancellor at UJ and very much uh, a, an authority, a leading figure, in fact, on the issue of 4IR and, uh, and artificial intelligence as well. We have more calls as well, of course, and I want to get yours. Uh, Tola from the Free State, you're on the air. Welcome to the show. Hello. Mandate Ashraf Malik Salam. I thank you for your time. Right, go ahead. Your thoughts. Uh, thank you very much, and greetings to the listeners of SAFM. Thank you. Ashraf, go ahead. Please bear with me. Um, English is only my third language. I'm not very good at it, but I'll try to explain myself. Actually, for me, I've got lots of questions to put to you together with Prof. Ashraf, I think in our country, we got a problem, and the problem that we had, we got a problem between the so-called the high school education into universities and universities into the working market or into the economy. I'll tell you why. 
Uh, we are producing a lot of university graduates. But the problem that I'm experiencing is here at the bottom, here where I am saying production, what production do we get from what we are producing in our universities? I don't see any effect. We don't have people who are able to can make the economy of our country to work. Look, for example, what we're experiencing with ESCOM presently now. I mean, if the president and all the experts and the educated people could sit down and say, why are we having this problem with ESCOM? It is because we do not have sufficient qualified engineers who can run an enterprise as big, as serious as ESCOM. Number two, Ashraf, when you look into South Africa, we cannot even say here is a motorbike that is made and produced in South Africa. Now, my worry and my question now is, how are we going to pace with the current economy of this world and make South Africa to be able to produce work? We are producing a lot of managers from our universities, which, according to me, they are really unnecessary today. Now, when you go back and you look into our metric and the entrance into our universities, you get so many children, they are touched with so many distinctions. But look at the pass rate that you get in first years in our universities. Mm-hmm. It's a disaster. Okay, but I, I, I want to move on. You see, the focus really is on technology and the fourth industrial revolution, and you've made your points. Let's get a response from our guest as well. Uh, Chola, sure. thanks for your time. I appreciate it, okay? And you spoke thanks, very well. Man. You spoke very well. Thanks. As you said, you apologized, but you were absolutely fine. There's some SMSs. Technology is made by men himself or herself from Ken, okay? Uh, we have a working champion that is UNISA. Why don't all public colleges, universities offer their bulk programs long distance with block attendance when required at regional centers from Khadi. Let's get back to Professor uh, Lerotori Liu, who's an astrophysicist. We have had uh, Professor Chiliti Marwala, but he's gone now. Uh, Professor Liu, you may want to just, you know, pick up on some of the things that have been said there. Yes. So, um, I think the issue of this um, uh, internet um, cannot um, be emphasized enough. Um, and um, so for our schools, I think we still really need to do better in um, making you know, uh, internet um, accessible to all learners. And, um, you know, like essentially internet, fast, fast internet at the high level, at the sort of fiber uh, level, and um, uh, unlimited access, uh, really, uh, across uh, the board. And, you know, both, you know, um, uh, schools across the country, really. Uh, and I think we can accept this as a country if we have a political will to do that. So this is important, I think, because once we do that, then we allow our learners to get material across the world. Um, not and to also get access to teachers across the world, um, get access to technologies uh, across uh, the world, and um, then be able to really play this part in you know um, the uh, for IR that we call this disruptive learning, 
disruptive uh, innovation and uh, disruptive uh, creation, um, which I think will start to begin, you know, um, to uh, to address uh, some of the concerns uh, that uh, have been mentioned in the program. We really, really uh, need to do that. Currently, I mean, our data rates are some of the most expensive in our I mean, in the uh, world, right? A data rate for mm-hmm. accessing internet and so forth. And this just has to go away if we really want to be a player, you know, um, in this, uh, you know, fourth industrial revolution and just a player uh, in, in, in the globe. Okay. Well, what about, you know, the, the points brought up earlier about uh, the, 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 if, if the focus now is on every learner having a tablet, it sounds very, very cute and very exciting or very sexy, if I can call it that. But, but, but it doesn't solve the first problem, which is the problem of, of comprehension. I think you've uh, brought up the point of coding, or Professor Marawala also did. But shouldn't the focus then be on, it doesn't matter what, they, what the method in terms of whether they have a tablet or not, the focus should be on, on the critical thinking. Do you think enough has been said around critical thinking, around education, uh, certainly from even from primary school level? Um, yeah, the, the focus on tablets for me is really wrong. Um, and because a tablet is just this tool, right? And um, the tool does not help you become a better technologist, uh, 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 necessarily a better uh, learner. Um, and there are really some fundamental things that you can just do with uh, a piece of paper and you know, a pen or a pencil. Um, that can be that can make you a, a better t- technologist than uh, a, a tablet. Um, so, um, for me, internet is uh, or access to uh, you know the world wide world is much more important uh, than uh, a tablet because um, really, if you have access to the world wide web, then the window to it could be just uh, you know uh, a little screen that costs you know, um, like 50 rand. It does not need to be like a tablet that costs a 1,000 or 2,000 rand. And you think that was mentioned about access, you know, internet access, Wi-Fi rollouts around the country as a a human right? So Wi-Fi access is a human right? Oh, yeah. It is certainly, ah, I like that word uh, indeed. And uh, thanks for putting putting it that way. It's a human right and a human right, and also, like I think, um, um, you know, it's a human right that's imp- so imp- important to the fundamental um, um, place where, like, a human right helps a country develop. So it's not a human right is not like this fancy thing that you just give to people and it's good for them. It's also just good for society. And uh, and so I, I you know when we talk about access to internet being a, a human right, um, I I think we you know we should really think of it in that way as well. It's not like a, a nice thing that we'll be giving to people. It's really a big big fundamental thing that will change us as a society. Mm.
how do you think schools would respond to this? You know, uh, it sounds very good. I mean, the, as we know, schools are battling uh, with quality of teachers. It's been brought up before. They're also battling with issues of discipline um, and, and just far too many learners in the school at the moment. That means there are not enough schools, as has been brought up, I think, by Z earlier, uh, and, and, the, and the numbers just don't check out. How do you think they're going to respond to uh, increased innovation, technological innovation to embrace 4IR? Uh, uh, a great point. I think the schools need to change uh, as well uh, to uh, embrace this. And uh, and some of the big uh, changes are really at the simple level, uh, like uh, flexibility, you know, um, allowing, for example, learners to learn in different ways, uh, allowing uh, some of the learning to be um, advanced by the learner themselves so that, you know, in some cases the teacher is taking a, a backseat and more just play the managerial low uh, role of, say, controlling class, making sure that everybody, you know, uh, is disciplined and, uh, you know, and has access um, to, uh, to a good uh, environment. Um, and um, schools probably have to change uh, so their curriculum and also how we test the learners uh, and uh, their con- you know, uh, contribution to, uh, to the school. So we can't just make all these fancy things available and then go back to, uh, to the old way of you know, um, a teacher being there uh, in the front of the class and just being like this uh, sole leader of the class uh, and, and, and school. Uh, you know, I think they, are, they should just be a guardian of, uh, of, uh, of order and uh, that human right um, we, we, we talked about, making sure that you know, everybody has good access. Um, but not, certainly not as uh, just uh, um, like, a, uh, uh, like a, you know, um, the, the disciplinarian or, or, or something like this. So we also need to, um, schools certainly uh, need uh, uh, to change. I agree with you uh, on that. Hmm. Well, and anything that the president didn't say around uh, around technology and, and education, something that was missing in his in his uh, Sona speech. I have to uh, admit that I was also great on that day, uh, Ashraf. Uh, so I still haven't uh, caught up yet. But with uh, the fourth industrial revolution, the speech is accessible, and I'll still be able to uh, uh, to read it. Okay, uh, what's maybe then your final thought as we, as we close up in terms of, again, just your own opinion, not so much even what the president may have said, about what, what is the one thing you would do so that people like us and everybody else, our children, grandchildren, would be able to be the astroph- astrophysicists that you are, uh, embracing technology, embracing the 4IR, and ensuring that South Africa is globally competitive. What, what's the one thing you think we should be doing? Um. And I think we probably also just um, need, as well as this technology, um, we need to go to this fundamental of hard work and uh, that, uh, you know, um, that the rewards should be earned, earned with, um, so, um, the, you know, um, it's not uh, just going to be play uh, for our, for learners to do well, um, it's just about putting in, uh, you know, hard hours to be experts at whatever our passions are as, you know, as learners, whether it's uh, wanting to be an astrophysicist, whether wanting to be a footballer or an artist, all of these uh, aspirations need
need the real skill and hours to be put in. Mm. And um, I think uh, we, 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 I would just say, um, you know, um, for us as a country to go back to that fundamental of just uh, uh, remembering that we, we need to work hard. I think we are a great country in, 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 moving in terms of uh, starting to reward uh, really, you know, hard work. And uh, from, from the managerial side, we also need to really, really reward and uh, and be fair uh, to, to everybody. Let's leave it at that, Professor Lerotori uh, Liu, who's an astrophysicist. Thank you for your time uh, and some important input into the issues of 4IR and uh, technology and how all that fits in with our school education system. Or maybe is it the other way around? I appreciate your uh, time. Just apology for the for the line, which I know with both our guests, not uh, particularly uh, pleasing to the ear. So apologies for that. Uh, what should be pleasing is our drama that we normally have around this time. And as you know, it's the fairly new drama. It's called The Paper.